Well, it's been a really long time since I've been on here to do an episode. I'm so excited to bring a short episode to you today. We're going to talk about why through all the years that people have had a problem with loving things and worshiping things. We're going to talk about that and we're also going to get a little life update where I am and and what you can expect from a Becoming Journey podcast in the coming months. Stay tuned. Welcome to season two of a Becoming Journey podcast, where we are all still on the journey of becoming more like Jesus every day. I'm your host, Julie Olette, and it's important to me to share my own journey toward physical, mental, and spiritual health with you, the many struggles and the triumphs, to give encouragement and hope to us all. God has an abundant life for us. It's time to walk in it. You can find more information and resources at my blog, abecomingjourney.com. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Becoming Journey podcast. And as I said in the intro, it's been quite a a while since I've put out an episode. I think if I'm remembering right, my last episode was in the week before Easter. And so that that's about three months, I think, since my last episode. And a lot has happened in that time. Um, As I mentioned on that episode, we in March, we were placed with two beautiful children that we are fostering. And so our little family of three, my husband and my son and myself, has gone to a family of five overnight. And, um, you know, we we are learning how to be a family of five, how to thrive as a family of five for now. And, you know, we don't know what the future holds for these two precious children, but we're grateful for this time to love them, to give them a stable home environment, and to show them the love of God. And and so if you think of us, if you'll just pray for us that God's will would be performed for them and for us, and it's it's been a beautiful journey. Hard, though hard. It's been very hard to go from a a mostly self-sufficient nine-year-old son to um, having now uh, an almost six-year-old and then a baby, a nine-month-old. That one's the, that one's the clincher. The baby is the hard work. And those of you who have had babies in your life or your own babies, you know that while it's so precious and there's really nothing quite like the baby stage of life. It is also so, so hard. It's funny to consider that someone so little and so cute could be so demanding and like a little tiny tyrant. But um, in the end, we all know it's worth it. And we know they grow out of the stages that that make them so difficult to take care of sometimes. And so... 
Obviously, it's also summertime. So the nine-year-old and the almost six-year-old are also at home every day, all day together. And so the podcast and all of my ministry pursuits really have had to just take a back burner as we are learning to navigate this season of our lives. But I will say I am planning to come back full force, hopefully in September, maybe the later part of August, but September when school starts again, I I, I feel compelled by the Lord to continue this ministry. And, and so when the kids go back to school, I am planning to devote much more attention to this. Of course, I will still have the baby. But uh, Lord willing, we will be able to continue with the podcast and come out with season three. And I'm excited about that. I've got thoughts going already for what that's going to look like. And so I hope that you'll stick along with me in this journey and and I will be hopefully getting season three up and going, like I said, near the end of August or in September for sure. And I'm excited about that. So, uh, so great things to come as far as the podcast and, and this ministry is concerned. Today, I did want to leave you just a short thought because it's been swirling in my mind. I have recently come across a few interesting people that have written books, and I'll go ahead and link to these books in my show notes, but I wanted to talk about, um, things and the love of things. And these two people have written books from different perspectives, but similar perspective, different in their, I guess, intensity, but similar ideas. And one of them is Dana K. White. She blogs at A Slob Comes Clean. And I'm reading her book called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. And she's just a very practical person about how to get things out of your house and and to take care of your house in a more easy, efficient way. And obviously that's appealing to me in my life right now because while I don't have a lot of time to think deeply and create podcast episodes, I do have time to to think of ways and work on ways that will create a more streamlined home environment. And so that's what I'm going for is ways to uh, work in in our home that that it's easier to manage getting rid of things that we just don't need. And uh, another person is Joshua Becker. And he also, um, I'm not sure what his, I believe his website is just joshuabecker.com. But one of his books is called Becoming Minimalist. And I have to say, I have not read his book, but I did hear a podcast episode that he did. And I will link to that in the show notes. And what I so appreciate about his perspective as well is that he really gets to kind of the heart of the issue of our love of things. And both he and Dana K. White talk about the emotional attachment that we have to things. And this really got me thinking because it hits me square between the eyes. I, I love things. I, my husband laughs at me because I am the person who goes to the register and buys something that's at the register. I do make those impulse purchases. I am the one 
that they are putting all that junk at the register for. Because I think, oh yeah, I will probably need some more hand sanitizer in a couple of months. So I'm going to go ahead and buy that hand sanitizer. You know, it's me. I And so I, I have this problem. And it's been, it's it really, in all honesty, in all seriousness, it has been bothering me because I know, as Joshua Becker, I believe, talks about in the podcast episode, the more things that we have, the more distracted we are from like real living, the more distracted we are from ministry to our families even, or to ministry to other people. Because when we have things and we have an abundance of things, inevitably, we have to take care of those things. And I'm sure your mind is already spinning off and you, you can see how this plays out in every area of life. But, but, you know, when you want to clean up your living room, if there are too many things, and this is not just talking about being messy. This is just about having too much stuff that has to be moved to be cleaned. Or, um, if you're looking at, you know, what you're going to wear the next day, how having a closet so cram packed full of clothing, it makes the decision harder. It makes it harder for you just to pick what you're going to wear, wear that thing, have fewer things to choose from, because let's all be honest, of the, the stuffed closets we have, how many things are you really wearing on a regular basis? I know if I were to to set a percentage to it and I haven't even I haven't even attacked the closet yet. I am decluttering still in my living room, but I I've been thinking about my closet because you know, as women a lot of times there's a stress about what we're going to wear. Sometimes men this is true for you as well. Um it just depends, you know, but but the thing is, if I really brought it down to a percentage of of how how much of my closet that I actually wear, I would say neighborhood of like 35%. I literally do not think that I wear even half of the clothes that are really in my closet. And so if you take that in a small example and you kind of blow it up to our whole house, you know, how many things are we actually using? What does it cost us to store these things? And I don't mean cost as in necessarily financial money, dollars and cents, but what does, what's the emotional cost every time I see that thing out on my kitchen cabinet that I might use once every three months, four months? And, and do I really have to have that thing to use? You know, and, and I know. Whatever kitchen stuff might be in a little different category, especially if you're a more serious cook. But the point is, the point is, we're always attracted to more things. More things are always coming into our houses, into our lives. And, and so few things are exiting. So few things are actually going out of our houses and out of our lives. And so what we have is just this constant accumulation of things. And I, and I just have been considering it because it, it is deeper. 
it is deeper than just, oh, I saw another new kitchen gadget, had to have it, and I bought it. It's deeper. It's deeper than that. There's, there's, a, there's a hook, if you will, in my heart about a, a hook of, of things, of loving things and, and thinking that just that next thing will really, you know, take care of all my problems or that next thing will bring me the happiness that I crave or that next thing will make my life look more like so-and-so's on Facebook, you know, and, and so it's just really caused me to have a lot of introspection about this because I believe this is an area of weakness in my life. It's just a problem. I love things too much. And so it did make me start thinking on the spiritual level. What, why are we consumed with things? And the first thing I thought of, or one of the first things I thought of is it's just the lust of our eyes. We live in a completely connected society. Almost all of us in Western society are on social media in some form. And we are being inundated with ads with advertisements constantly. We think that we're just getting on there to see what our friends are doing, but really, and, and we are so used to it now, we're, we're almost tuning it out, but, but it's, it's working subconsciously that we're getting poured a fountain of ads in our faces all the time. And so what does that do? That appeals to our flesh. Oh, yes, that does look like the perfect whatever, fill in the blank. I need to have that. Let me just click. They made it so easy. I'll just click on over to that website and go ahead and order that thing. Or I'll just click on over using this Amazon link and, and it'll be in my basket and, and at my door two days from today. It's just too easy. And so I think, you know, again, we're we're filled with the love of things because they're presented to us. They're put before our eyes constantly. And so what does our flesh do? Our flesh responds. Ads are intended to make us feel a lack, to feel a need for whatever the thing is. And so it works. It works. Our flesh responds and, and we lust after that item or that experience or whatever that thing is and, and we respond to it. And so I do think one of the first things is just um, the sheer number of advertisements that we're consuming and the easiness with which to purchase any item that appeals to the lust of our eyes. The second thing is that things promise an easier way to happiness rather than holiness. Holiness is a is a harder way, if you will. The Bible says that the way the way is narrow. That means we we do. We we have to walk a more straight line and we have to shun that wide path. So the path to true fulfillment and satisfaction in God is 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 seeking that life of holiness, that life of devotion to him and him alone. But things Things promise us an easier way to happiness. It at, at the very least, it, it promises a distraction. They, they give us a distraction and something to be busy with. 
And so again, we have to be so, so careful. Uh, Romans one twenty five says they worshiped the creation or they served the creation rather than the creator. And as I said, this whole clutter and love of things topic is so much deeper than, than just the exchange of money between you and a merchant. It is a heart issue. It's that compulsion to always think I need more, more, more. It's just simple greed. And, and, and greed, again, is that way to satisfy what we think will satisfy the flesh. But it's just so convicting because I do. I have that compulsion to think more, 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 more is better, right? <laughs> Until you look around and there's so many things in your house that you have to dust or clean or wash or move or take care of or service or whatever it is that we have to do or, or buy a, a new part for a part that's broken. Those things more sound so good until you look around at your house and all you're doing is taking care of things. Your time is consumed with things. Another example that comes to mind in, in my life while this is not a thing, and I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way, I know people are sensitive about their animals, it seemed like such a great idea to get a dog over a year ago, almost two years ago now. It seemed like such a great idea, such a lovable companion. And and while, again, I know some of us really love our animals, I'm not trying to step on toes, but I am just trying to say, now that we've had this animal for two years, we realize how much work it takes. Something else that promised happiness, something else that promised fulfillment and diversion and excitement. And, and while some of those things are true, what's always true is that it's always more work. It's more money to the vet, to the groomer, dog food, cleaning up after the dog, taking care of issues with the dog, making sure the dog is taken care of when we want to go visit someone out of town. It's just that this thing, if you will, again, a decision that was made that promised joy and happiness, it, it's created also more busyness, more responsibility. Um, we got a pool last year for our backyard for these horribly hot Texas summers, and it's so hot right now. And while the pool does give some enjoyment, at the same time, it's work, it's maintenance, it's time, energy, and money. And I think you could probably come up with, with things in your own life that, you know, it reminds me of the scripture passage in Corinthians that not, not all things are, uh, all things are permissible, I guess, but not all things are profitable. So, hey, it's fine to have a dog. It's fine to have a pool. It's fine to have a closet full of clothes that you don't wear. I suppose that these things of themselves are not technically sinful, but are they profitable? And when we put all these things together, where where does that leave us 
in terms of space and time and energy to do the things that really matter. This love of things and and this idol worship really steals from us the ability to really immerse ourselves in things that, that matter more. Actually, it's the things that really matter, the things that will last. The Bible also says, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moth and rust don't corrupt. All these things that I just mentioned, they're going to pass away and they are for sure rusting and getting corrupted. They're temporary. They're fleeting. But those treasures, such as our involvement with with people we love and our interaction and and trying to build friendships so that we can encourage one another those ministry pursuits that we have that are in our hearts to do but just the time we get crowded out like i said at the very beginning of this episode like i i am learning that's why i feel such a compulsion to declutter is if my life is so busy with more little people right now. I want to focus on the little people and I want to get the stuff out. I don't want to focus on the stuff. And I'm sure that a disclaimer is not necessary here, but I feel like saying one. There are things that we know that we need that that do require maintenance. And that is a part of a diligent life is that, you know, we, we, we have to cut the grass, we have to do laundry, we have to do these things to to keep ourselves going. And, and that is a part of life. It is completely. So daily maintenance and responsibility of our homes, our cars, these things that that we need. That's a part of life. And that's also not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that that place in our heart that keeps yearning for more things and and how full our lives can get taking care of those things. And I am preaching to myself today and I thought I would share with you because maybe maybe you're struggling with the same kind of thing. You know, one of the things that um, Dana K. White talks about is having a clutter threshold. So it's like when you've reached that threshold, you personally, and it's different for all people, but you personally can no longer really easily, and she always says that, easily take care of what you have. And so if you reach the clutter threshold, and I am so far over it right now, I'm trying to get back down to it. If you're over that clutter threshold, then the clutter's taking over your life and it's too, there's too many things to take care of. And it's taking too much time, too much energy, too much of, of you. But if we can stay under that, if we go back to the things that just that we need and perhaps a few things that we enjoy, but always keeping in mind what is most important. It's not this thing. You know, I have felt compelled to buy some things recently and I have to kind of mentally go through like, is this really, is this really going to be 
what I think it's going to be. Do I, do I need this thing? And I, and I have to just sort of talk myself down, trying to change that habit. Um, and, and, and just be conscious of, of remembering that, that nothing takes the place of Jesus in my life. Nothing takes the place of what he calls good, what he calls important, what he says matters. The eternal treasures, the relationships that I have that I can be so distracted from by, by the busyness of my life. And so I just leave it with you today. Just, you know, if you're encouraged to just start thinking about things a little differently and maybe just start closing your eyes when ads pop up that appeal to your flesh to move on to recognize what it is and to say no I don't need another thing what I need is is more of you God more of you less of me less of this life and less of the things that distract me from what really does matter so I hope you're encouraged today. And I, I'm so excited that I got to just get out this episode really quickly to you and just stay in touch and let you know I'm here. I, I'm still loving this ministry and that I'll be back in full force come late August or September. So until then, take care and, and allow God to create in you all that he wants you to be.